Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Stock Day Trading Podcast in my ears Guiding me through my hopes and fears Tune in daily, don't miss a single show Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow Taking risks, making moves, seeking success Together we'll conquer, no room for any less Listen now Happy, happy 2024 We finished the year We finished the year up We had some fantastic returns. And good morning. It is Tuesday, January 2nd. Happy 2024. Um, If you're part of the paid newsletter, you saw a bunch of this stuff. I did do a free portion of the paid newsletter with the rules of the podcast. And so it included predictions, uh, but the rules of the podcast, very simple. Uh, I will, here on 2024, I will state them right now. Don't listen to a douche on the internet, and I am a douche on the internet. By the way, if you want to read these rules, um, they are on the Daily Stock Pick newsletter. You can go to the link tree, which is the link down below. It's the fourth link down here, or you can just go to dailystockpick.substack.com. But this post right here. 2024 predictions, stocks I like heading into the new year, and rules to follow in the new year. The rules of the podcast, number one is always do not listen to a douche on the internet. You need to understand what you're buying. You need to understand when somebody says this is a hot stock, you should get in. Do not just go out and buy it. Do some research into it. Number two rule, do not listen to Jim Cramer. Uh, This goes back to number one. I was one of those guys who listened to Jim Cramer and I was always like, oh my God, he says it's a good stock. I should get in uh, at times. And and you just got to go out and do your own, own research. Now, speaking of that, we're all screwed because as you know, inverse always wins. Well, Jim Cramer said, happy new year, everyone. 2024 will be the best year ever. Extremely bullish on 2024. We're screwed. We're, we're totally screwed. You know, this may be a Bear Stearns moment. Bear Stearns is fine. Do not take your money out. It went from zero in a week. In a week. Here's some of his worst predictions. If you want to read them, um, you can kind of see it. Number three, buy good companies with good profits, but with good products and good management. This is just simple. That's why I put together the core portfolio. You can see the core portfolio in TrendSpider. It's over here. You get it as part of uh, signing up for TrendSpider. I also have it on Savvy Trader. If you want to sign up for tra- Savvy Trader, all of those links are in the link tree. Uh, if you lose sleep, over a trade or investment, just get out. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Learn from that strategy. Understand, if you lose sleep over a trade, it means you're uncertain. Uh, if you do your homework and you get into a trade, you can definitely cut your losses. And that's what number five is. Don't water your weeds. There's a great quote from Peter Lynch. It says, selling your winners and holding on to your losers is like cutting the flowers and watering your weeds. Understand, those are the rules. That's just the simple rules of this podcast and the simple rules of any strategy that you put in place. You should absolutely 100% read this newsletter. Again, dailystockpick.substack.com. It is free. The only ones that are paid are the weekend newsletters. And as a uh, thank you to 2023 being such a good year for the podcast, I put those rules in writing for you. It is free. You don't have to pay for it. You basically just go to that one. And, and you know, if, you, if you're not a paying subscriber, then you scroll down and you won't see the predictions for the next year. You just won't see the predictions for the next year. Simple as that. 
not bad. You know, again, I try and give everybody something for free. Uh, in the, and again, the link tree, uh, the first link is to sign up for TrendSpider. You'll get the best offer available, whatever. We'll go into that a little bit later. But first first thing is, yeah, Jim Cramer saying this. I mean, the comments are priceless, but you, you should be scared. Jim Cramer has been tremendously wrong over the last year. You know who's been right is Tom Lee. And Tom Lee has said the first half of the year might be a little bit uh, tumultuous, to say the least. Uh, he does think that small caps uh, outperform. So uh, listen to Tom Lee. You can see all of that on, on Twitter. You know, I'll probably put some of that in the, the newsletter over the next week or so. We'll kind of see how sh- things shake out. Here's a, a chart of QQQ. Um, yeah, the Bollinger Bands are cinching up. Understand, and if you don't know what Bollinger Bands are, do your research, understand what they are. But they are a tool to understand uh, when markets might turn, whether that's up, whether that's down, but they are a tool to understand, hey, they're going to cinch up and they're going to go. Here you see them cinch up a little bit right here. We took off to the upside. Here you see them cinch up a little bit. We took off to the downside. Here you see them cinch up. Look, that that one right there and that one right there, that's a cinch. And then they expand out and we expand it up. You cinched right here and, and kind of faked you out a little bit. We went down, but you went back up. What's this one going to do? Well, it's 930 right now. We've lost confirmation on QQQ. The algorithm, the four-hour algorithm has not gotten you out yet. Probably will get you out in the next couple of days. But we're looking right now, if you got in at the beginning of November at 353, you're looking at a nice 15% gain, even if you got out today. So understand, you know, the algorithm protects you. What it does is it actually just um, takes emotion out of it. So, you know, it's based on a MACD strategy. You can see the MACD down here. We cross down on the MACD. The RSI is going down. So sellers are selling. What's happening? Well, it's the beginning of the year. Nobody's, you know, complicated by taxes at the beginning of the year. What they want to do is they want to sell their winners. They want to sell their apples that are up, you know, 40% in a year. They want to sell that and they want to move it somewhere else because it's probably become a very large portion of their portfolio. So people are moving money. This isn't anything necessarily to be concerned about. The, the market is still good. The economy is still healthy. The Fed is still going to reduce rates at some point in time this year. So understand, yeah. We're going to go through some tumultuous time. You can see Apple's down 2% right now. The core portfolio is down. Devon is up 1%. Energy is up because of the stuff that's going on in the Middle East. Oxy is up 0.69. It's up above 60 again. Um, Pepsi is up above 170. Palantir is down at $16. We'll go over that one in a little bit. Shopify is down two points. It, it touched 80. I think it got to 79.99 and then just pulled back. Tesla is down 1%, even though they delivered. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But just understand, it, it, it's a new year. People are starting to sell because of the run that we're on. It might take a, a, a little bit of a, a, a breather. But if you got in at any point in time during this time, uh, my, my suggestion is just wait a little bit. Nothing crazy. Wait a little bit. You're not going to time the market. If you want to get out and you're nervous, get out. Trim it a little bit. Uh I will put in the newsletter, the S&P 500 year-end targets for 2024. Uh, This is something that I compiled up. Uh, It is JP Morgan, 4,200. Let's go over and we'll look at SPY because this, the S&P trades on, uh, SPY trades on the S&P. So 4,200 would be 420 on uh, 2023, Uh, or I'm sorry, on SPY. Uh, You're at 472 right now. JP Morgan is really bearish. (laughs) Morgan Stanley, 4,500. That implies a pullback as well. Wells Fargo, 4,625. That implies a pullback as well. Now, we get into the upper ones. That That is two, or I'm sorry, three banks that are down below. Evercore, 4,750. That's up. Barclays, 4,800. That's up. UBS, 4,850. That's up. Bank of America, 5,000. Goldman Sachs, 5,100. Deutsche Bank, 5,100. City, 5,100. Fundstrat, which is Tom Lee, 5,200. Oppenheimer, 5,200. So um, I will list the best stocks of the year with a market cap over $5 billion. Um, the number one, just so you know. Uh, something that Jim Cramer at the beginning of the year said, get the hell out of. Honestly, 
I don't blame Jim for this one. I would have told you to get the hell out of Carvana as well. It was going bankrupt. I don't exactly know what happened. Carvana was up 1,062%. 1,062%. Let's just go and we'll look at a weekly on this one to try and see uh, when the January time hit. Let's see. We're going to look at January right back here, January 2nd. If you got in at $4.20, let's just say $4.40, and and you're still holding, that's 1,070%. Now, Carvana's down 5%. I don't expect it to soar this year the same way that it did, but you can see it was up here at 295 It is a crazy expensive stock. They are losing money. They are not making money. Price to sales is 0.54. So you're not looking at a complete turnaround in this company. They're still losing $242 million. But I'll include these. Super Micro Computer was up 244%. This is one that I still think uh, covers that $350 gap. It is at 281. It's just sitting here capitulating. Um, we had this uh, get out at 6% gain. Right here at 281 on today's candle. So if you want to get out, you can get out. I'm sitting here holding. It's in a, um, a long term, so I want to do it. Uh, Affirm was up 244. DraftKings was up 227%. NVIDIA up 244. I'll include this entire list in the newsletter. The work stock, worst stocks of the year? Eh. JD.com down 53%. Moderna down 45%. Pfizer down 45%. Dollar General. These are some of these stocks are ones you may want to take a look at uh, as bounce back, specifically Dollar General. Um, I think that's DG is what the symbol is. Yeah, um, this one, it's not crazy to think that you cover this gap at 154. It's not crazy. The valuation is not nuts. Um, even with the economy doing well, there's a certain segment of the population which will continue. You're seeing the Bollinger Band cinch up. You're seeing the MACD cross up here on the weekly. You're seeing the RSI no man's land at 47. You know, not crazy to think that that we continue upwards. Now the nine days moving up, the 21 days just turning around. You had the death cross back here in September. This is a stock that you know if you go back to 2020. I mean, this is this would during the pandemic when the world was shut down, this was trading at 134, trading at 126, right? Or I'm sorry, 136 right now. So you know, you want to take a look at these things. Markets move fast; these percentages may change rapidly. Always do your research. Um, yeah, that's the best and the worst of 2023. Now, uh, if I go over here, I want to show you something. Uh, the first thing is, we just went over the 2023 four predictions. Look at, you know, Barclays, minus 4%. This is what they said 2023 would be. And, and how did you wind up? You wound up 26% up. They're all wrong. Do not listen to douches on the internet. That's the number one thing. Do not listen to douches on the internet. Uh, again, take these as information that you can use to try and help guide you. But don't think that somebody, tell even Tom Lee, who's more right than wrong, he's going to be wrong. So understand that that you need to do your own research. I will include the thing on the right, the uh, Mastering Moving Averages. I will include that in the newsletter for free. So understand that that I will I will include that one for free. You can just get that, you know, whatever you want. Um, here's a great article from Seeking Alpha. Uh, S&P 500 returned just under 25% in 2024, uh, 2023. Uh, where are you going to look at? It's a great, you know, nice little look ahead. It's a good article. So uh, that will be in the newsletter as well. Um, this is a great look. Uh, Tesla, and we'll talk about this one first. Uh, if anyone tells you trend lines don't matter, uh, show them this Tesla chart. This is exactly what's going on. Look at where the target price is going when you just do trend lines. When you can say, okay, this is the daily. It's got some resistance there. Where is it going to resist big? Well, look at that long-term trend line. This was the all-time highs, and that's the weekly trend line. If you look at this and you take those trend lines and you move them from a weekly and you go to a daily, you can absolutely tell the resistance. So... Again, they, they draw themselves. Uh, understand, Tesla is one that you want to take a look at. Now, Tesla, they announced their deliveries. They blew it away. I had notes in my, uh, in my I wasn't sure if they were coming out today. Um, so I wrote my notes. 
here in Georgia. And I do follow Tesla because I wanted to buy a Tesla. I almost bought one yesterday. Uh, I almost bought the Model Y yesterday. Um, but here in Georgia, they sold out of their inventory. My friend works for Tesla in Florida. He said they sold out of their inventory. These are cars that still, even with the expanded production that they've done in Texas uh, and in Fremont um, and in Berlin and in Shanghai, China, these are cars that are selling out. They blew away the deliveries. So, you know, even analysts couldn't predict that. Uh, now, Tesla chart, let's take a look at this one. Tesla right now is down 1.42% today, even with those deliveries. Uh, I, I am not in Tesla. At the year end, I did sell a lot of my XLY, which is 50% Tesla, 50% uh, Amazon. I did sell a lot. Um, and the reason was, you know, Tesla and Amazon drive that. And Tesla and Amazon have had great years. So I said, you know, let me take out XLY. And I, I really want to put it into XLK, but I'll probably throw it into QQQ, to be honest, to be a little bit more di um, diversified than uh, just Apple and Microsoft, because I hold so much individual Apple and Microsoft. But Tesla's chart, you can see it's just lost its confirmation. Now, this it got you out with a 14% gain here right on December 13th, got you back in at 251. This was a good run, but when it lost confirmation here up at 259, I said, even last week, I said, be a little bit nervous about this one if you're a short-term trader. But if you're looking to hold on for a long-term, I don't think you have too much to worry about. Um, you know, again, the, the car's demands are in place. Elon saying stuff is just Elon saying stuff. The thing you have to worry about here with Tesla this year is not necessarily the demand. I think the demand will continue because remember... In the new year, the $7,500 tax credit, where it was you had to make $7,500 in, uh, in order to pay $7,500 in taxes in order to get that kind of back, it was a little wonky and stuff. That now becomes a point of sale $7,500 back. So you no longer, when you buy a Tesla, have to do a damn thing to get your $7,500 off. It is at the dealership. They give you $7,500 back. So it's interesting. I mean, again, you know, t take a look at the long term. The Bollinger Bands are cinching up. You're kind of losing your confirmation. If you're going to get in, I would probably get in, uh, you know, around 220 if it hits that. If you're worried that you're going to miss the boat, you know, add, say you want $1,000 worth of Tesla. Well, add $100 today. Because if it goes down by a few percentage, you're not worried. But then when it goes up and it regains confirmation, you can add more. Just be patient. Understand that that part of trading is being patient. And Tesla, in my mind, again, the thing you don't have to worry about is demand. The thing you really have to worry about is, is Elon going to start selling some of his Tesla stock again in order to fund Twitter? There's a lot of reports out there that Twitter is um, you know, uh, undervalued and it's down, uh, what, 70-something percent from where he bought it. Uh, if they need money to continue it to run... Don't expect Elon to be able to go out and raise money for it uh, because it's down 70-something percent. Nobody's going to throw him money uh, to continue Twitter. Even the, the, the big guys, uh, you know, his, his billionaire friends won't throw him money to continue Twitter. He's going to have to sell it. He believes in it, so he very well may sell it uh, in order to, you know, and, and that's going to hurt the stock. He's still the, by far the number one uh, shareholder. Uh, I will include another trend spider chart of Apple. Uh, Longtime listeners know uh, over 50% of my portfolio is in Apple. It's my savings account. I love it. It's down 3% on a downgrade today. Let me see who downgraded it. Um, we're going to just take a look here in Finviz. Um, the average target price from analysts is 197 uh, Downgrade from Barclays, equal weight to underweight. They're bringing the price down to 160 They were at 161 I don't think, you know, they're they're taking a look at the, the Vision Pro. I don't think they're taking a look at the iPhone. Uh, I don't think, you know, you did have a double top. And I said when it gets around that $200 point, it's going to be tough to get, to get uh, above that. It is going to be tough to break the two handle on this one. And the reason is the valuation. Look at the PE, 30. Look at the forward PE, 26. They have reducing revenues for, I think, the past three or four quarters. That's going to be hard to come over. But what you don't see in this is the fact that they have bought back 
billions of dollars of shares. So as they continue to uh, to enhance, and, and let's be honest, they have created product categories. They have created the watch. They have created the headphones. They have created everything. And they've created the iPad. They created the iPhone. I mean, they create these categories. They have created their own chips in their uh, Apple. It is the best laptop you can buy. Money for buy. Oh, I'm not on uh, the charts. I should have been on the charts. Oh, well. <laughs> You're going to have to subscribe to the newsletter to see the charts. But here's Finviz. Um, yeah, if you're listening, uh, great. If you were watching, you weren't on the charts. Oh, well. Um, but you'll have to, you'll, this is what you have to understand. Apple buys back their shares. What that does. Remember over the past year, I've told you, Hey, don't buy into this company because they're, they don't have enough cash on the books and they're probably going to have to issue shares. Apple does the exact opposite. They actually buy back their shares and then retire them. So they still have tons. If if people are selling here at 187, 188, um, you know who's buying? Apple. You know who's buying? Warren Buffett. He can't get his hands on enough. So I think you have an opportunity here. Again, at 186, I wouldn't buy here. You've lost confirmation. I said, this, this is the chart here. I said button hook was forming. And you know, it was forming up here. I said it. When it got you out at 12% gain, it wasn't at the top. But the algorithm got you out with a 12%. I said the max is crossing down. That was way back here on December 18th. We were trading at 197, 196.48, 196.48. Uh, back here, you were trading at 199. So you could have gotten out back there. Again, the 200 uh, level is going to be a psychological level. Where are you coming back to? I think you're going to provide some support here at 185 with that gap. I think at worst, the 200-day at 182. If this gets under the 200-day on this four-hour, absolutely load up the brink truck. If you want, again, this is going to be one of the things that that with Apple, when the economy was bad, people piled into Apple. That uh, shot the price up. People sh- uh, loaded into Google. That shot the price up. The great eight, people shot into those last year. There was FOMO. FOMO is a strong thing. Understand that's going to be tough to overcome. So the grade eight may underperform the market. Uh, I continue to think that that double top right there that I put in at $200 right there, I think that's going to provide some some resistance. I think at worst you get to this 50 day at 175 on the weekly. Again, if you, if you look at the long term of this, it hugs that 50 day. When it gets under that 50 day, it's an opportunity to buy. So if you want to do it, that, that's great. Yeah, everything's you know everything's fine with Apple. You did see on a daily. Let's go to the daily because I'll post this in the newsletter. Um, Apple does have a head and shoulders pa- uh, pattern, so you can see um, uh, this is a shoulder. Um, I'm sorry, this is so this is a shoulder. Uh, this is a head, or that might be another shoulder. I'm looking at the chart. Trend Spider drew this one. Um, but we're looking at daily. Let me see. Uh, so yeah, shoulder, head. Maybe there's another shoulder in place. If the another, if another, if this comes back down, and then we see another shoulder on the on the right hand side, we might have a problem. You know, again, head and shoulders is not a great pattern to do. Uh, economic calendar from Weeble. I love Weeble. Start your year out right. Go over here to the link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. Put $1,000 into Weeble. Join Weeble today and get free stocks right here. Just join it, the third one. I put $1,000 in there on uh, in d- December of last year. Um, I put 1000 bucks in. And uh, let me see, my Weeble account right now is at $3,825. $3,825, not $38. I didn't do that poorly. But solid, solid. I love the app. I love trading in the app. Understand, I have two brokerage firms. I have Fidelity for the majority of my account. The seven-figure accounts are in Fidelity. And then I have Weeble. And the reason is I love trading on the Weeble app. Love trading on the Weeble app. I might put more money in there um, because I do enjoy it so much. But uh, the top three earnings this week, um, STZ, this is Constellation Brands. This is one, if you're into the pot type stuff, 
This might be one you want to look at because I think this is a better opportunity for you in the pot sector um, than 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 uh, than any of the pot brands because I think this one with drinks is going to actually do a little bit better. And so you've got Constellation Brands, you've got Walgreen Boots, WBA, and you've got Lens Walton, WLW is uh, what they told me. Let's see. This is from Weeble, so it tells me uh, some really good stuff. Lamb Weston. Wow, look at that one. Look at that one. Um, up 19%. I think somebody asked me about this. Should you buy it? I Hopefully, hopefully I said yes. Um, but, I mean, you're only up a couple of percent from where I said. But it's still got confirmation, you know, way above it. Still going. Got that golden cross going on. So those are the three things. Uh, major economic events. We've got ISM Manufacturing, Jolt's FOMC meeting uh, on Wednesday. Tomorrow, non-farm payrolls on Thursday. Uh, ISM Services PMI for December. That's the inflation stuff. Uh, did anybody buy the dip in Mara? <laughs> because Mara, I was uh, freaking out um, because it dipped so much. Uh, it has lost confirmation. Uh, I said, what's this note? Starting to see Mara break down a little bit as it loses confirmation. That's what I said before. Uh, I still think that $30 is probably right here. That I put in that resistance line up there. Uh, I do think that 30 bucks is going to be tough to get over. I bought at 26. I did not sell at 30. I was hoping to sell at 30, but I will just add more. I do believe in crypto. Uh, I will probably, like I said uh, on, I think it was Friday, BITO is the one that Kathy Woods bought into. This one's up uh, 22. It is up 8% today. So this one didn't uh, experience. Now, this one did get you out in the algorithm with a 41% gain on Friday, uh, but up 8% again. I think this one from a, a long-term standpoint, I think since Kathy Woods is buying, I'm probably going to buy into this one as well. Um, I like it going to 27 or so. I like that one a lot. Uh, Dex uh, from Spotify, SF, FSR. Thank you for all you do. Appreciate the podcast and the feedback. FSR is first solar. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, this is Fisker. Fisker is uh, FSR. So I am an electric car owner. Uh, I like the Fisker car. I will tell you that Fisker, I think, has one of the best designs. Um, their technology is probably top-notch. They are using the Apple kind of um, Apple model where they have uh, somebody else manufacture the car. So their margins are a little bit wonky per se. They're not making money. I don't think you necessarily buy that dip. Um, in, in Fisker, uh, you can see they're losing $468 million. It's not one that's coming back anytime soon. They have, um, let's see, cash on hand, $1.79. If you just look at 350 million shares outstanding, what's 1.79 times 350 million? Uh, the answer is $626 million. So they have $626 bucks on hand, but they're losing 468 that doesn't bode well if, if they, again, if they are uh, continuing to manufacture and pay for the manufacturing of their vehicles, they're still going to have to raise some money. So that that worries me a little bit. The average uh, target price is $3.75, uh, $1.66. Most recently, downgrade from Evercore, $6 to $2, and you're trading at $1.66. $2 is kind of a hopeful one. Um, you can see there's been some 10% owner has sold uh, $10 million worth, 17 million shares. So um, they bought some back in January, and then they sold it in February. So And that was at $6 range. Nothing huge recently. I mean, that's March of last year. So nothing really kind of raised a red flag. But I'd kind of say, eh, stay away from that one. I'd rather see you buy it at $2, miss the $1.64 to $2, and buy it at $2 uh, for that run up to this gap. But... With them losing money, ugh, that's a tough one. Uh, Alex asked about uh, from uh, Spotify, Rivian. And Rivian is another electric car company. Uh, this one, I've said, hey, it's going to 30 bucks. Um, at some point in time, I think it gets back to two, uh, 30 bucks. It's down 9% today. This is a tough one just based on valuation. Everyone thought when they came out they were going to be the next Tesla. So they did a huge, huge um, offering of shares, $918 million. Their price to sales is 
if I look at Tesla and I just look at the sales, their price to sales is 8.12, but Tesla's making money. Uh, and Rivian did that bond deal where they they issued they needed more cash. So they issued the bond. Rivian has a deal with Amazon. If you haven't seen the Rivian Amazon van, van it is amazing. Um, the average target price here is twenty five ninety five. You're trading at twenty one. This is one that uh, last year year um, it was up fifteen percent last year uh, over one year. Or, I'm sorry, that's over one year. So it was it's been up fifteen percent. 15% they're still not making money in a capital expensive business. I do own, and I will tell you, I own QCLN. And when we go over to, to Seeking Alpha uh, and we look up QCLN, let's see, QCLN right here. Um, you can start to see exactly um, what's holding. Oh, come on, symbols. Uh, QCLN right there. You can see what, the holdings is what I want to show you. Um, because over on Seeking Alpha, QCLN, their holdings is 8.94%. Rivian's the number one uh, holding in QCLN. Now, I like QCLN. The summary of QCLN is not good. Momentum is D+. Plus. It's down. Uh, expenses, C+. Plus. Dividends, D+. Plus. Because when you go over to expenses, this is an expensive one. It's 0.58 um, for the, the thing. It is undervalued. When I asked Bard it, whether it was uh, overvalued or undervalued, it says it's uh, undervalued. Like the actual holdings are worth about forty-two dollars. It's trading at one forty-one fifty-three. The risk is F. It's high risk because you've got a ton of stuff uh, upgrading on valuation. This guy from Saturday, December second, um, he says hold. You should be preferred, but bet, uh, if you're interested in clean energy, that's what this is. Liquidity is B plus. Quant says sell it at 1.92. It's not something that I would tell you, oh my God, you've got to get into. You can see the current run on this one is about 31%. It's turning over. Uh, you're about to get that golden cross. So I would expect it to actually provide some support at 40. If you look at long-term, and this is where I want, this has been a tough, tough two years. For solar, for uh, clean energy, for all of that stuff, interest rates, uh, going down are good for this industry. So while you, you may not have participated in this 31% gain over the past one month in this ETF, I think you could participate in, in the next uh, move up to the 200-day, which is 26%. Uh, I like this one particularly to move when you look at the holdings on this one. Uh, and when you look at these holdings, uh, we're going to close that down. Um, Rivian, OnSemi, First Solar, Tesla, Albemarle, Enphase, uh, Universal Display, Lucid, Brookfield Energy, uh, Acuity. You could buy all these things. You could buy the 64 holdings that are in there. I just like it. And and here's the other thing, and this is what I kind of geek out on on Seeking Alpha a ton, is when you go over here and you look at QCLN, well, they got a whole bunch of peers. And, and you can take a look and just look at these clean energy ones. I'd rather have you in an ETF for safety reasons because I do think that, that Rivian is a bit risky. But if you want to trade it, go ahead and tra trade it. Bisco uh, from Spotify, fairly new listener. Apologies if this is redundant. If I'm a buy and hold person looking for good entry points, value buys, would the algo be a good fit? Is there any good value? Yes. And I will tell you, Bisco, here, here's the, the way I use the algorithm is I don't buy and sell based on everything. And let's take Apple, for instance. Apple's a great example. Uh, if you want to trim your your positions, uh, you can trim it based on, you know, the algo tells you to get out with a 12% gain. Uh, the algorithm, the four-hour algorithm, it makes you 32% over 24 months versus 8% buy and hold on Apple. So it, it's not a bad way to do things, but understand... The, the algorithm doesn't mean, for me, because I don't use bots, it doesn't mean I'm absolutely getting out. It's another tool. So think of it as, as a, an advisor that has absolutely zero emotion. It doesn't know that Apple has an iPhone. It doesn't know that Apple has the Vision Pro coming out. The algorithm doesn't know um, that, that, that Apple has you know, a high PE value, uh, even Tesla doesn't know that uh, you know Tesla is running at a huge price to sales. 
Uh, it doesn't know anything. Doesn't know that Rivian's losing money. Doesn't know that Fisker's losing money. It takes emotion out of the trade. It is just based on the charts. So for a person who's buy and hold, which I consider myself to be, I don't consider myself a trader anymore. Over the last year, I've probably traded, um, you know, maybe five, ten times a week is what I trade, but it's not on my big portfolio. The big moves that I make, it's maybe once a week, maybe, you know, twice a week tops, but, you know, I'm trading every day, kind of moving in and out kind of stuff, but in small batches, and that's only for psychology reasons. I am whole, wholeheartedly a buy and hold guy, and, and I have to psych- psychologically get myself into used to uh, not falling in love with stocks. And that's what TrendSpider has done for me. It allows me to get the emotion out of the trade. So do I think it's a good thing? Number one, you do need a good size portfolio because TrendSpider uh, does cost a little bit of money. Um, I think on sale, it's about $400. Let's see if they still got the sale going on. If you use that link, you will always get the best um, uh, offer out there. But let's look at it. Yeah. It's still three ninety seven for for you know for the year. Uh, so understand that's skipping the seven day trial. If you want the seven day trial, you're going to pay quite a bit seven hundred and eighty. But this is the uh, you know this is three ninety seven. You need the elite because the elite gets you um, uh, one minute scanning, um, whereas the uh, the the essential does not get you um, uh, enough scan on daily, weekly, and monthly. This one scan on all time frames. That's what you want. Because the, remember, the algorithm is just a back testing strategy. It just takes it and says, okay, your moving averages are here, your MACD is here, your RSI is here. And it says you're going to enter here. And, and it back tests it. And that's what you want to make sure of is that you're, uh, you're, you're, if you're implementing a strategy, and you should have a strategy, if you're implementing that, you basically want a strategy that will perform for you, that will outperform buying and holding. If you're just a buy and hold, and I'll tell you, you know, right now, I've got a list uh, here, low-cost Vanguard ETFs, and I tell everybody, if you're a new lister, I tell everybody on this one, VOO and, and VTI and other Vanguard ones that you look at, do not trade these. Absolutely do not trade these. The The algorithm over 24 months on VOO makes you 24, uh, makes you 12%, sorry, 12%. Buying and holding VOO and over 24 months, you're down 0.4%. So it does outperform, but this is not meant to trade. This is meant to find you entries and exits. And if you want to trim on, on an exit, like if you wanted to trim here because it was going to go down, because you saw it lost confirmation, the algorithm got you out, and you wanted to save that 5% downturn, fine. Get out, but get back in. Just you know, understand the problem is always when you get out, you don't always remember to get back in. So I'm 100% with you and buy to hold. The entire reason the algorithm was built was around COVID. I didn't want to you know endure that 40% loss ever again. So it was really built around that. Uh, JC beat Bro Brown uh, from Spotify asked about PBLA. Let's see PBLA. Uh, this is Panbella Therapeutics. Eh, this is a hope and pray. I mean, it is down a hundred percent. I know nothing about this company. Uh, it's a therapeutics one. Um, trade it. It's losing twenty three million dollars. They don't have twenty three million dollars on the books, so it's bankrupt. I mean, PBLA at ninety three cents. I think you're going bankrupt. Um, you can read the recent news about it. New warrants in a private placement for $2 million. They need more than $2 million. Goldman Sachs sold on November 8th at 71 cents and you're trading at 93 cents. I mean, trade it. Don't own this one. Performance year to date, you're up 1.64. It's a, uh, it's down 1.464% today. Um, 98% loss, trade it. I don't even have to look any, any further. Just trade it. You can trade it on the 65-minute algorithm. Let's see. The 65-minute algorithm on this one uh, loses you 70% uh, versus losing 92% over 8.19 months. I mean, this is just a loser. I mean, don't don't uh, don't get into something just because you heard something. If you have some insider information, absolutely get into it. But I would say, eh, 
stay away. Anthony Roberts. Hey, I was wondering what you think about Palantir. Uh, if you could check on it in the podcast, I'd be grateful, sir. Uh, let's see. I think that was from Facebook, but let's look. I own Palantir. Palantir is down 1.67%. Uh, you can see this gap. I bought at 1850, hoping to get over 20. I bought, I think, two shares. Wasn't a lot. Wasn't a ton whatsoever. Um, but here, uh, I think you're heading to 15. I think this 50-day probably does the death cross. I think you've run up Palantir uh, right now. This is one of those that was up huge last year. Up over one year, it's up 160%. I do think you get back to 25. I do think you get back to 25. The uh, target price is 1571. Most recent September from HSBC hold $16. I think that's a fair price for it. Um, you, you know, your, your PE is huge. Your PE is right now is 257. Your forward PE is 56. It is incredibly expensive. They do not have to issue more stock, so they are fine. They will not, you know, dilute you. But understand, I think Palantir is an expensive stock. I think when you buy on the downside of this one, I think you just play the upside. So, you know, the algorithm got, just got you out with a 4% loss. Um, I will probably get out thinking that, you know, I'll sell that for a loss now that we're in the new year. I can write off that loss. But you're probably going down to fill this gap based on the earnings. The MACD is down. The RSI is down at 34. You could buy here at 16. I just think that that volume shelf right there, probably provides you some type of support let's let me bring the volume shelf back to an appropriate level where we were at we don't want to go back too far but we'll go back to earnings placements and you can see yeah i think around you know 16 bucks you probably got some support but right now you've lost your confirmation i don't think it's a good time to get into it per se um but if you want a dollar cost your way average in i think at some point in time again this year you hit 20 so dollar cost your average way in. Scott from Facebook, I have 30% XLK, 30% in QQQ, 10% in SPY, and then 20% in the, the great seven. I think it's the magnificent seven. I have the great eight. Uh, 10% of my portfolios in trading. Do you think I'm overlapping positions? Maybe increase exposure to small caps? Thank you. So here's my thing. I, I'm, and, and it's hard. I've always said this. Um, strategies are meant to stick. So when you change strategies mid you know, mid-life, mid-portion, mid-year, you tend to probably, you know, FOMO is what what tends to get you out there. And um, I have been for, what, 35 years now, 36 years, almost 40 years, I have been a tech investor, heavy into tech, dot-com, lived through that dot-bomb period. Uh, I am big tech. Uh, I am not small tech. I am typically Apple, Google, Amazon, NVIDIA, um, you know, uh, Netflix, all of those types of things. I tend to think that you are overlapping with, with XLK and QQQ. Um, if you've got 60% of your portfolio in those two, I mean, look at the, 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 the holdings of QQQ. I mean, it's, it's pretty much. The Magnificent Seven, when we go over here to holdings, you can see it's Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Broadcom, Meta, NVIDIA, Tesla, Alphabet, uh, Costco's in there. So you've got some some good exposure, but Apple's almost 10%, Microsoft almost 18%, so that's 27%. When you go and you look at XLK, um, XLK is 50% Apple, Microsoft. So you're definitely overlapping. Now, Scott, I will tell you, I am not concerned about overlapping those companies. I would be more concerned if you were saying, hey, I'm in uh, XLU and I've got a 50% uh, Southern company. Well, that to me tells me that your strategy is income and not necessarily growth. In these, I'm not worried about uh, you know beating the market. I'm more worried about if we do underperform in the great eight. Like uh, Tom Lee says, he thinks that they will underperform the market this year. Then I think this year you might be in trouble. But, but and, and this is a huge but, you're not in trouble over the next 10 years. So I think your exposure has more about um, what your goals are and, and, and where you want to be. If your goal, if your uh, exposure, you want that to be less. If you're losing sleep over it first, get out. Uh, you know, and, and put in some in VOO. It's the only thing I see that you don't have. 
Uh, IWM might be one that you want to look at. Um, you know, look at the paid newsletter. I think you're one of the paid uh, newsletter customers. Look at the news, the paid newsletter. I think I included some um, small cap uh, ETFs in the paid newsletter this weekend. Uh, maybe look at those. And and rather than, you know, 30% next LK, maybe take 10% of that off. Because we are running on XLK. You're running at all-time highs. And, and you're about to turn over. And this is where the algorithm really helps you is taking a look at that that kind of bounce down it's only from 192 to 188 so if you want to rebalance now may be the time to rebalance this you're at, again if we look long term this has just been a solid winner and you're way up there don't be afraid to take off some here thinking that maybe we get down to the 170s next okay because that macd is so high again it's so high Look at when it was running in 2021, when it was running this high at 6.93. In 2021, when it was this high, we went all the way down 31%. So I I don't want to see you necessarily uh, dump XLK, but maybe take 10% of that and throw it into VOO. Um, And that will get you more exposure um, to to the S&P 500. Maybe take it out and and do one of these... um, Let's go to the newsletter um, so I can see. Because I did, I included some uh, Vanguard ETFs uh, in this one that I thought were pretty good. Because again, uh, uh, you know, one of my predictions is, and I said this, Tom Lee has been right. He's been more right than wrong. So when he says it, yeah, see this section right here? Go in and look at some of these. Um, you know, VI, th- that, that's why I charged VIO versus IWM. VIOO is a um, uh, top 600. Instead of a 2,000, uh, I think it's the 600. Yeah, small cap, uh, 600. So th- the problem with IWM and some of those uh, ETFs with small caps, um, you get a tremendous amount of companies that are just not making money. So that would be my guidance is you know 30% QQQ. I think you're diversified there enough. 10% SPY, I think you're fine. Maybe throw it in VOO track spy. So maybe take 10% and put it into small caps. Everybody's saying small caps are going to outperform. Again, I think it, the first thing is what's your outlook? If your outlook is five to 10 years, I think you're fine. I don't think you're, you're going to lose anything in it because XLK, I think you're okay. I think technology is going to continue to outrun everything. Um, and I think that that grade eight is still going to be the, the ones to buy. They have tons of cash. They're, they're not affected. They're going to have tons of AI stuff. So I think you're fine. Scans. Uh, we had MPLX, which is an energy name, which has a tremendous dividend. This one, it's just been kind of fluttering uh, around here. And I put in, I think in the paid newsletter, it might have been just a um, regular one. This this is an energy name that hasn't broken down like other energy stocks. And it provides a 9.34% forward yield. I don't see any reason to get rid of this one in the near term. I said that. Um, XLU, this is the utilities. This one has been beaten down. Uh, it's another cross up. What we're seeing now in the, um, XLU and some of the, uh, the utilities, some of the healthcare stocks, things of that sort, we're seeing a bit of a rebound in this stuff. You can see right here, um, in the algorithm, it makes you XLU trading XLU makes you 9% over two years. Whereas you lose 11% with just buying and holding. You know, it's a utility. I mean, this is this is mainly for income. And while the reason you lose 11% is because the income portion, people move to bonds instead of, you know, having utilities. Why, you know, if, I, if utilities are going to pay me a 5% dividend, why am I in them while losing 10, 15%? This is a 35% channel right here on the weekly. You're just getting to the 200 day. Now you did just have a death cross. So there's some risk here. I don't think it's a ton of risk. Because again, if you look long term, this is kind of the way this one's going. And utilities, you know, with energy, it's going to be good. Verizon, this is one that has like a 7% dividend, I think. I'll have to look it up on Finvis. But Verizon has a cross up here, 37.59. You're at 38.74. You're up 2% today. That's a big, big candle. Um, You can see the difference in the other candles. It's a big candle. Maybe it's finally turned a corner. Um, I don't know. Did Verizon get some news? 
Uh, it's got a 6.85% dividend yield. The PEs relatively, you know, they're in a, a huge, a huge capital business. Um, the average target price is 40. So if you buy here at 38 and you get to 40, great. Most recent price targets, 40 and 38. I don't think it's crazy. 5G stocks, broadband stands out and enterprise apps wait for takeover, uh, takeoff. Um, let's see about insiders. Eh, sale, 127,000. That's an EVP. Eh, that's not much. Um, IBM, O'Reilly, Kraft Heinz, Southern Company. Those are the ones. I'll put everything in the newsletter. Uh, hopefully that gives you a good idea of where I stand on 2024. Today is down. Um, we are not doing well. Let's see. The Qs, which is what I try and track, um, is down 1.58. It's a buying opportunity. Don't go all in. I would say do not go all in thinking that today is going to be the only down day and that we're going to bounce back tomorrow. I just don't see that happening. I see us on the downside of the Bollinger Band. I see us getting down to probably 399 here on the queues, um, maybe in that name. But we're going to end the, in my mind, we're going to end the year higher. So in my mind, I think we're fine. So hopefully that does it. I will see you guys back here tomorrow. Uh, take care. Have a great day. Remember, Linktree has all of the links for anything that you need uh, visible. Get you know, Start your year off right with a phone service that actually works. Um, visible is through the Verizon network. We just talked about them. Uh, this is their prepaid plan. And all that prepaid means is that you pay for the month up front. Instead of paying at the end of the month, you pay for the month up front. But here's the thing. It's $20 and you get $20 off your first month. Wow. They just, oh, that's a deal. $20 a month. They just reduced that price. This is down from 25 let me see. Get 24 months at $20. So you get 24 months. Plus you save $20 with my lake off your first month. That's a crazy good deal. Now, you are uh, rate limited. I, I have this $20 a month one. Uh, I use it. I have never had a problem with it whatsoever. If you can't deal with uh, the limiting stuff, $35 is what you're paying $70 for at, uh, at, um, uh, at, at, at Verizon. So you know, start your year off right. But all the links here uh, on, you can get TrendSpider, um, Seeking Alpha. Like I said, I geek out on Seeking Alpha all the time. You import your portfolio. I really, really, really like this one. Um, so yeah. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Since years.